light. Light. How are you? Light. Well, of course, yes, dear Lily, I am here. How are you today? I'm doing well. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Here we go. She only calls you when she has a problem. Don't you get tired of it? There is no need to imply that this is a burden, Shadow. Well, your face says it all. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> wait. It's supposed to be hard. <laughs> it's part of your karma for fucking up your previous life. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry, but look at you. You are on the dark side. It's like you took my mess a thousand steps further. <laughs> oh, it's not so bad here. <laughs> okay, Shadow. Enough about you. Lily, what is on your mind today? <sighs> well... I feel like I am in a in a difficult situation. Ah, and when are you not? Mm. I will take it from here, Shadow. Am Am I really such a mess? I mean, kind of, but <laughs> please, continue your mess. I mean, this is my entertainment. Oh, how can you laugh at someone else's pain? <laughs> oh, Lily, I see the world differently. Oh. You are heartless! <laughs> well, I am consciousness, so yes, it's pretty accurate. You humans can be so stupid to think that we here in the afterlife can feel emotions the same way as you do. You don't? We don't have hormones or a heartbeat or cortisol influencing our emotional state, for example, as it would for you. Oh my god! Really? You feel stressed sometimes? Yes, really. Oh, liar! Okay. Lily. Lily, back to you. What's happening? Well, I'm dating this guy and he's, he's a very difficult person. He's always angry and just so gnarly and, and upset. Like, I feel like I can't do anything right. It's hard work. And all that I want from him is, is love. I just want him to awaken and, and be present with me and, and talk to me and tell me how he feels. And... Love me. Okay. And do you love him? 
Well, that sounds like code for N-O. No. <laughs> sounds more like you love him out of fear, Lily. <sighs> How can you even combine fear and love? Oh my god, Lily, Lily, Lily. When you love someone because you think that they give you something, but they actually don't. In some cases, they shower you with attention to fulfill your low self-esteem in the beginning. And then they stop, like, they just cut you dry. And then they starve you of love. And then you stick around because you have a fear of being alone. Or you have that deep craving to be admired again. Imagine like a plant in the desert. They get that drop of water and then they come back to life temporarily. And just waiting and waiting and waiting for more rain to come in the middle of a desert. But then you stay. Because you have a fear of being alone and also hoping that love would come by again. But it does not. Sounds familiar. <laughs> oh, oh wow, Shadow. I'm surprised by your accurate insight. It, 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 it feels accurate. Yeah. Well, surprisingly, Shadow does have a point. But I'm doing everything to, to be a better partner. I'm kind, I'm nice, and I'm always adjusting myself to make them happier. Like, but I'm exhausted. It's exhausting. I always feel responsible for his happiness, and it's... Uh, if he's not happy, I don't get what I want, so I have to keep making him happy. And I have to keep changing myself to make him happy. <sighs> oh dear Lily, you will be exhausted. It's hard to always make someone happy who's happy being unhappy. I, I can't help but feel that it's like his focus just seems to be on himself. <sighs> but I'm doing all these things to make it better, to get him to, to love me. Oh my God, but you can't force someone to feel something if they have trauma or a block with it. <laughs> well, Renton Burchard did say that toxic people will not be changed by the alchemy of your kindness. It doesn't matter what you do. But it's important that you move on and let life be their educator. Or shadow. So, I mean, should I break up with him? Well, that's not necessarily, I would say, the solution. But what's important to understand here is that the fact that he can't be who you need him to be, my dear, is that is what's hurting you. And it doesn't even seem to be about him. He is who he is. Ah, oh. That feels like a massive reality check. So what you're saying is 
that my need for him to be someone which he cannot or does not want to be, that is what's hurting me? Oh, Lily, it's called false hope. <sighs> yeah, I can see that now. So a good question to ask yourself is, can you see yourself being with this person in one year's time, five years time, 10 years, 20 years? That's a good question to ask. But what if he changes? Maybe I can help him. Oh dear Lily, my dear, it's not your job to change people. Because if you try that, then it's more about what you want rather than it actually being about the other person and their well-being. Sometimes what we think is good for someone else might not necessarily be what they want or need at that time in their life. But what if my intentions are good? Like to help him, like with his health. You can give him suggestions, my dear, but he is a grown man and he does have to decide for himself. Lily, 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 do you want a partner or a project? Pick your poison. Um, I think that my need to be needed is what's holding me back. But if he doesn't need me, then what else is my purpose? I need a minute. Ah, now we're hitting the real nail on the head. Lily, let me ask you this. If you fully loved yourself and you had a busy, wonderful schedule and a career, would you still want to be with him? I don't know. I feel so confused now. Here we go. Back to her default. Congratulations. It's pretty accurate. <sighs> Confusion is not her default. Sometimes when people get overwhelmed, they disassociate. Shadow, there's a difference. <sighs> Whatever you say, Tinkerbell, who gets upset so fast and so easy. Maybe you should go have a glass of wine. <laughs> I also want to ask Yvette for her insight on this. Yvette, would you please? Hi guys, Yvette here. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm happy to have you here. So this was a great and very interesting discussion. I think for me, what I personally would love to start with is sometimes we love people for all the wrong reasons. And I've walked down this path, so I'm talking from personal experience. I'm not having a jab at anyone. 
this is my personal experience. And one experience that I had, one of many, what I had was I dreaded being alone. And I ended up loving partners out of absolute fear of being alone, which meant that I would tolerate and deal with whatever bullshit they threw at me because at least I wasn't alone. And I'm thinking, no, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave. I don't want to be alone. And then thinking, no, I love you. I love you. But the more I look back at it, it's like, no, you were a placeholder for the emptiness that I felt in my heart. But it was a toxic placeholder. And even if that placeholder is healthy, it's still not a good thing because people and circumstances can change in the blink of an eye. And that means whatever benefit you were drawing from that person or that something, can shift. And that means your, your internal world will shift with it and you will not be in control of it. That was basically the story of my life. And it took me a hell of a long time to figure it out. Let me tell you that. And one thing that I also realized is um, one of my ex-partners I can't even believe it. He once said to me, when I asked him, do you love me? And he paused and he said, you know, Yvette, I'm in love with your potential. And I, and that was one of my awakenings where I thought, fuck you. Oh my God. Then what am I to you today? You see, that was a narcissist who said that. And of course, with the intention to break down, break down, break down, because the more broken down a person can be, the easier it is to manipulate them, right? So it's, of course, in a narcissist's absolute best interest to break down a person as much as they possibly could. So uh, let's put that just aside, because I do want to bring up a very important topic here with you, and that is... One of my biggest reasons why I struggled <clears throat> with love and with relationships is because my definition of what love is with a partner was so distorted. It was so toxic because of the definition that I had of love with my father. He kind of set up what I thought I was worthy of from a man and a partner, right? So the more we were maybe neglected, abused, or challenged in one way or another, that constant toxic feedback becomes the barometer of how high you think you can aim in life for love. And if you were beaten down, beaten down, beaten down, that barometer drops and drops and drops. And if you continue to be in toxic, unhealthy relationships, that barometer drops more, more, and more. You see, our relationships outside of ourselves is a mirror expression of what we think we are worthy of. And what we think we are worthy of is an old expression of toxic feedback from probably a lot of damaged people in their own right. And this negative feedback from people became our truth in relationship to our identity, who we are, and what we think we can and cannot have in life. And we build our entire future based on that. 
So what happens is at the end of the day, when we have this low self-esteem that we're struggling with, we start to feel happy with even feeling unhappy. We adapt, we adjust. Why? Because we don't think that we have a different option. We don't think that we are worthy of creating a choice. If our self-worth is so low, that becomes your world. That becomes a lifestyle. Just like abuse that's repeated again and again and again and again, it becomes a lifestyle. Depression, anxiety, it becomes a lifestyle. Until the cycle and the routine and the patterns of it is consciously broken. And it takes conscious effort. It doesn't just happen. And it was a hell-bent journey for me. Let me tell you, fuck, I felt like I was pulled backwards through a goddamn thornbush a hundred times in my life. And uh, it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't pleasant. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, just do this, just do that. And any speaker who says that is full of shit. It's bullshit. Healing is a journey. It's not a marathon. No, actually, it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So... Sprinting through life, you get tired very easily and you give up. Marathon, you kind of like, you pace yourself. Can't believe I switched the two. Anyway, let's get back. So when we now look at needing people to change, right? Like as Lily in this example, she needed her partner to change. Why? Because if this person changed, she would finally have her unmet needs met. So if this person changed, would they have changed in a way that would have been healthy and beneficial for them long-term or would have been, it have been beneficial for Lily? You see, this is where it can get really tough. It's tough because yes, we have needs and it's your right to have those needs met. But it's important that we have or seek for these needs to be met from people who are actually emotionally available. Because the reason why we often choose people that are emotionally unavailable is because that's the reference point of what we think we are worthy of because of our past. Because of our past feedback. And that pattern continues to play out again and again in our life. Now, people can't just change because we want them to. It has to also be for themselves because that's how you create lasting change. If you change because of someone else, it's not going to stick. It's just not. You're going to jump back to your default because your full heart is coherently not connected to your thoughts, your decisions, and everything it is that you wanted to do and to create for yourself. Asking someone for love who never had love. God. It's like asking a street beggar for a $10,000 bank loan. Does that put it into perspective? You see what I mean? Sometimes we have to show people what something feels like in order for them to awaken to that. If they don't feel worthy of receiving it, then the awakening to that will be much harder. Is it your job to wake people up? I don't know comes back to, do you want a partner or do you want a project? Guys, there you have it. I love you guys. Thank you for being here with me today. Until next time. 
but guys there you have it also remember to subscribe to my channel stay up to date and also I have a free math membership website where we have so many courses up there there's meditations there's workshops whatever you need it's there there's so many wonderful webinar replays as well that you can benefit from and also to observe and to learn from guys also remember that I have written 18 books 18 1 8 And one of many among them are metaphysical anatomy and psychosomatics for children. So this one is a psychosomatics for adults. This one is a psychosomatics for kids. So these books are super popular. People love it. If you want to learn more about how your body works, understanding messages behind it, you know, maybe you have that gnawing pain or maybe an ailment that's surfacing and you want to understand what is it that your body is trying to tell you. Guys, these books are going to be absolutely invaluable to you. You can find it at eventbooks.com where you will also find all my other 18 books and guys also remember to keep asking all these great questions I love to answer your questions at ask event where we discuss you know life conundrums and you know life challenges and just answer questions perhaps where you feel you know quite stuck in your life I would love to share my perspective and to help you to resolve perhaps certain pain points that you might be having in your life as well so guys remember to stay in touch there's so many great things that's happening and also something really awesome is that this book is already also in video format so imagine 679 medical in video format and with also with meditations and healing courses workshops masterclasses everything behind that in our platinum membership site so guys remember to check that out there is so many great things happening there so see you there